0: Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church and welcome to our podcast. I wanna thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. All right, so we're gonna talk about prayer today, all right? Um, How many of you would agree to this statement? Sometimes in life, it can be so confusing and so overwhelming, Agree? Yep. Okay. And I understand this. And I think that sometimes we can think that we're making the right decisions in life, but we just eventually come to a place where you're like, man, my attitude, my perspective sometimes needs some correction. Can I get an amen for that? Okay. We think we're going the right direction, but really we need some correction sometimes. Because here's the deal. Um, I don't know about you, but I will get into all kinds of trouble in my life, in my own thinking, in my own thoughts. I'll say that again. I will get into all kinds of trouble, okay, in my own thinking, in my own thoughts, okay? Why? Because at the core of us, we are selfish people. Just look at kids, okay? Look at your children every single day. They're the most selfish people on the planet, Okay? This is who we are at the core of us. And so we need sometimes some correction. Like, I'll give you an example. I was praying uh, the other day for a church, and um, I love this church. I believe in this church. Um, I like this church. I like the pastors of this church. I've been following them for a long time, and just so you know, it's not a church around here. Um, But I I love this church, and I was praying for this church, but I could feel in my spirit like something was off kept praying for them, kept pushing forward, doing the right thing that I was supposed to do, right? We're we're supposed to lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm praying for them, but I can just feel like something's off inside of my heart. And so I just kind of stopped and I said, Lord, what is off? What's going on? He goes, you're doing the right thing, right? How many times are we doing the right thing? He said, you're doing the right thing just with the wrong attitude. And I was like, what's the attitude he goes in your heart of hearts you actually feel like you're in competition with them so what do i need to do i needed to change my thinking i need to change my perspective i'm not in competition with these brothers and sisters in christ we're all doing the exact same thing for the lord i want them blessed just like i want us blessed amen I just needed the Lord to correct that that perspective for me. So, like I said, I can get into all kinds of trouble in my own thinking. Why? Because God's thoughts are different than ours. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, it says this. My thoughts, God says, my thoughts are nothing like yours. Nothing. He just flat out comes out and says, the way you think and the way I think, we think completely different. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Verse 9. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So the Lord is telling us, listen, I think differently than you do. I have different perspectives than you do, and I need you to connect with me to get my perspectives, and I think this is why we find Jesus all the time running off to pray, because if you look in the New Testament, you'll see all these little verses, little passages where we see like in Mark chapter one, verse 35, it says early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went to a secluded place. Where? To pray. You want to talk to his father. He needed to have his mind renewed. And I love what a beautiful picture that Jesus is just like us. He's just a man just like us that needed to have a course correction. He needed a moment where he could say, Father, change my perspectives, change the way I think, change the way that I see this. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, it says this, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. So this gives us a really healthy perspective because Jesus is our example, amen? Okay, Jesus is an example. So if Jesus needs to go talk to the Father, And have his course corrected, have his attitudes corrected, have his mind corrected. How many of you know we need it more than Jesus ever did? Okay, he's our example. Okay, now here's the deal. The truth is, I don't believe that we believe that we don't need any help. I don't believe that. I think, I think if I was to sit down with each and every one of you and say, hey, do you need some help in your thinking? You need some help in your planning? You need some help in your thoughts? You need some help in your perspectives? You need the Lord to help you in these things? I would say probably 99.9% of us would say, yeah, I would love some help. I need some help. But here's the deal I think a lot of times we're running to what I call just immediate relief, you know? Because here's the deal. Um, God designed you, when, when you have pain, how many of you go, man, I'm at an age where I have some pain sometimes, and I don't know where the pains come from, and I just wake up with those pains, and I, I don't get it, okay? I, I'm at that age in my life, okay? And, um, And I don't know about you, but a lot of times, instead of talking to God about it or praying about it or even sometimes just ignoring the doctor for like months and months and months, what will I do? I'll just run to my best friend, a bottle of ibuprofen, okay? You know what I'm talking about? I just just run to that bottle. Why? Because I need what? I need some instant relief from the pain of that moment, okay? I think we do the same thing, in our life with the Lord. We're going through tough situations. We're going through pressure. We're going through stress. We're going through the ups and downs in life. And a lot of times, instead of running to Jesus, instead of talking to Jesus, we're just going to what? Instant relief. We just think, hey, if I can just get home and have a beer, right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you going home and having a beer. That's not what I'm saying. It's just our thought. Our first thought is, can I just get home and get a beer? Our thought is, can I just get a good? Can I just get a good meal? Oh man, that is the story of my life. <laughs> can I just get a good meal, right? Right? Can I just listen to that podcast that I like? Can I just get lost in this game on my phone? Can I buy something that I like? Can I zone out in? you know, watch whatever series that I'm watching. Can I go play some golf? It's just, we're, we're grabbing for what? Physical things. We're grabbing for things that we can see, we can touch, we can feel. We want it to give us some instant relief from the pressure, the stress, the anxiety, the moment that we're living in. So we're just grabbing these instant relief things to try to relieve it. Because here's the deal. The reality is, it's just easier to grab physical things than to walk in faith. See, there's this place where, and and I want to help all of us understand this. If you believe in Jesus today and and you trust him with your heart, I want to tell you that you are saved and you are forgiven. You are saved and you are forgiven. And I even heard that this morning when when we were in worship. The Lord just wanted to say to some of you, you're forgiven. Stop living like you're not forgiven. Okay, you're you're forgiven. So that's all taken care of. What I'm going to talk to you about today is a different place in your relationship with Jesus. See, there's this place you find where you first go God, I put my faith and my trust in you and I, and I put my hope in you and, and you're my savior. But there's this next place where you start living life with him in faith. And here's the deal. I understand faith isn't always easy. Faith is this. This is what Hebrews chapter 11, verse one says. Now faith brings our hope, okay? What is faith? It's our hope. Our hope in what? Things we can't see, we're like, God, I'm about to get laid off. God, what am I going to do? I guess I have hope that you could bring a new job. I guess I have hope that you could bring a better situation. God, I have hope, but God, I can't see these things right now. But Lord, I put my trust in you. See, faith isn't always this, you know, two plus two equals four kind of moment. This is something that we're all, what we're all growing in. Can I get an amen for that, okay? We're all growing in that. And, and I want to say this to you. Whatever level of faith you're at right now, it's okay. But it's not okay just to stay there. It's not okay just to put it in park and say, I'm just here and I'm never going to grow anymore in my faith. No, God wants to grow you in your faith. So here's the deal. We're going to look at Philippians 4 today, okay? And we're talking talk about faith. We're also going to talk about prayer. And we're also going to use Daniel 6. The Lord showed me this. We're going to mix these two passages together because I want you to see somebody who is living it out, living his faith out. So uh, let's go to Daniel chapter six, okay? Daniel chapter six, verse one. So as King Darius decided to divide the kingdom into 120 providences, he appointed high officials to rule over each province. Verse two. The king also chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the high officials and protect the king's interests. Verse three, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officials. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Okay, So I want to show you three things real quick about this. Number one is this. Daniel is a man living for God in an environment that doesn't believe, celebrate, encourage his God. So what does that mean? That means it should give you great hope that even in the day and in the time, in the season of the earth that we live in, and even though you have bosses, and even though you have places that you work at that don't celebrate Jesus and don't honor Jesus and don't lift up Jesus, God will still honor you if you honor God and he will take you to the top. Okay, God will take you to the top. The second thing I want you to see is this. Daniel has a high pressure, high stress, high demanding, frustrating, dealing with lots and lots of people job. How many of you could go, yeah, I relate to that, okay? High pressure, high stress, high demanding, dealing with a lot of frustrating people. So this is the kind of job that Daniel has. But it says he's still proves himself more faithful, okay? Now, how many of you know this, that sometimes proving yourself more faithful means what? More responsibility and not more money and not more help. I think this is the moment for Daniel. So the third thing I want you to see is that this. We can all relate to Daniel. We can all connect with Daniel. We can all look at Daniel's life and go, yeah, I know what that feels like, I understand that. I can relate to that. And here's what happens. You can put yourself into the story. See, when you put yourself into the story of the Bible, the Bible actually becomes alive instead of separating, going, that was somebody else's story, okay? You put yourself in, you go, okay, I can relate to Daniel. I can see my life through Daniel's life, okay? Verse six. So the administrators and the high officials went to the king. Okay, went to the king. Okay, who are we talking about? He's talking about all the other high officials that are frustrated with Daniel, right? So look at your neighbor and say, haters are going to hate, okay? Just say, haters are always going to hate, okay? Haters are always going to hate. And, and let me make this abundantly clear. Understand that the enemy hates that you love Jesus, okay? And because you love Jesus, he will try to bring what? The wrong people into your life to bring harm and to actually what? Work against you, okay? I'm I'm just telling you, this is what's gonna happen in life sometimes. And so we see this with Daniel. They come to the king in verse seven. They say, give the order for the next 30 days to any person who prays to anyone divine or human except for you, your Majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. So, what are they speaking to the king? They're speaking to his what? His, his pride nature. Talking to his pride. The king's like, yeah, that sounds good, <laughs> right? Like I'm the man. Everybody should be worshiping me. Everybody should be praying to me. I, I deserve the. I deserve it all, right? He's talking to their his pride. Verse verse nine. So King Darius signed. It into law. Okay. So we're relating to Daniel. Okay. We're relating to him doing what? He's doing the right things. He's honoring God. He's pushing forward. But yet he's got the enemy. He's got people. He's got life, what working against him? Okay? All right. So I'm, I'm just setting all this up. Because here is the real question. The real question is this: how does Daniel respond? How do you respond? So if you put yourself into the story of Daniel and go, yeah, I understand this. I have a high demanding job. I have tons of pressure. I got kids at home. I got a lot of things to take care of. There's, you know, people working against me sometimes. I feel like I'm not getting ahead. Here's the questions. How do you respond in life? Because here's what I believe. I don't believe that life is as much about what happens around you. I'll say that again. I don't believe that life is as much about what happens around you. People always want to blame circumstances. People always want to point to circumstances. People always want to point to something outside of their control. But I really believe that life is about what? How we respond to life. How do you respond? How do you respond to your cranky husband? How do you respond to your nagging boss? How do you respond when a bill comes in the mail that you weren't expecting? How do you respond when your car breaks down? How do you respond in this life? It's not about everything around you, but how do you personally respond? And here's the question. How do we respond in faith? Because we've got to have the right perspective. we got to see God the true way because Psalms chapter 28, verse 7 shows us who God is. It says this, the Lord is my strength. My strength He's what I hold on to. He's strength to those times where we're weak, He's strength to those times that life doesn't make sense. He's strength to those times that we feel like, God, where are you? Says what? He says, it's strength. He's my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. Man, it's a great word. He's our helper. So how do we respond correctly and how do we respond in faith? Okay, Philippians 4. Okay, verse four, I'm gonna show you how we respond in faith. Rejoice in the Lord always. Even when people talk crap about you, that's what Daniel's going through. False accusations, throwing him under the bus, making him look bad, right? How do we respond in faith? Rejoice in the Lord Always. Why? Because i got to have the right perspective. It's not God doing this to me. This isn't God doing this to you. There's an enemy that hates you. Amen? How many times does the enemy twist that and think, like, man, God's frustrated at me. God's upset at me. This is happening because God, his grace is off my life because I've made some mistakes. We just have the wrong perspective, right? It says, delight in the Lord, take pleasure in him. And again, I say, what? He says, again, I say, rejoice, rejoice. Verse six, don't be anxious or worried about anything. And man, these are the moments in the Bible. I'm like, are you sure you wrote that correctly, God? <laughs> are you sure? Because you just said, don't be anxious or worried about anything. Anything, but in everything, in every circumstance, situation, by what? What's our response? By what? What's it say? By prayer. By prayer. Now, what is prayer? Okay, let's boil this down because I think a lot of times you hear me pray on stage and you're like, man, that's so eloquent. He just knows what to say. He knows how to say it. Now, now, can I just say this, number one? I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I've been praying a long time. I grew up in a home, my grandma prayed all the time. I grew up around prayer, I've been around prayer. I've been to more prayer meetings than you could ever imagine, okay? I, I know prayer. So when I pray, yeah, I know maybe how to sound correct. But but can I just boil prayer down and make it real easy and take the pressure off for everybody and just help everybody understand what prayer is? It is simply talking to God. Just like you would call a friend, just like you would connect with coffee with somebody, prayer is just you sharing your heart to the Lord. You know, some of my favorite moments in the Bible is when I see Moses with God. Just look at those look at those moments with Moses and God, and Moses is just like, "I hate these people. I'm so frustrated." You know what is he doing? He's just sharing his heart. He's just being real. He's just being honest, right? Now and I'm not telling you to disrespect God or dishonor God. What I'm saying, prayer is you're just talking to God. So it says this: every circumstance, every situation, by prayer. Petition, meaning what? Ask God. Can I just say this and write this down? You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. The more you ask, the more you'll have. The Bible says what? To ask your father. Why? Because he's a good father. He wants to help you. Even in little, tiny, dinky things that you think God doesn't want to help you, he wants to help you. So you petition God. You ask God with what? With thanksgiving, with a gratefulness in your heart for who He is. Continue to make your exact request known to God. I love that. Like God wants you to ask for exact things, not general things. So let me let me say this. Okay, let's say, let's say, um, let's say you need a new car. And in your heart of hearts, you know what kind of car you want. Now, if it's a Lamborghini, I don't know if God's going to help you, okay? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if God's going to help you on that sort, okay? But you might be praying for just just, just a car, okay? I, I, remember, I remember when I was praying for a car, and the Lord was like, stop praying for a car. Tell me what you want. I know you. I know what you really want. You want a truck, Is there anything wrong with the truck? Does God have a problem with the truck? Is a sedan better than a truck? You know what I mean? Like, like we think that God is offended by our request, by our ask. He goes, just ask me. I'm really good. I want to help you. Come with exact things. Okay, so that's how we respond in in faith. How did Daniel respond? Right, because we're looking at Daniel. We're seeing through his life. How did Daniel respond? Verse 10. But when Daniel learned about the law, how many times do we have moments where we learn some bad information? We learn some bad news. We hear a bad report. We look at the news and they're like, the world is ending. There's gonna be no food for anybody. We're all gonna drown, right? We, we hear what? We hear bad news, right? Right? What happens when we hear bad information? Because Daniel just heard bad information. And it was the worst kind of information. It wasn't like there's a potential you die. It was, no, you are going to die by lions ripping your body to shreds in a hole. That is not how I want to go out, people, okay? I don't know about you. All right, so he learned some bad information, okay? Says this. He went home, he kneeled down as what? Usual, meaning what? He does this all the time. This is an active part of his life. In his upstairs room with the windows open. I love that, I love that picture. He wasn't trying to hide who he was. He wasn't trying to hide from the high officials. He wasn't trying to hide from the law. He wasn't trying to hide from what was happening. So with the windows open, it says what? He prayed. His response was faith. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, what? Giving thanks to God. Okay, so his response was what? The same response that he had every day of his life. It was what? To walk in faith and pray. Talk to God. Listen, I I just want to say this. You can talk to him anytime. Um, I, I talk to God when I'm driving all the time. I think people think I'm crazy when I'm driving. They just look at me and I'm just, i um, shouting and, and sometimes crying and snotting and, and, and swerving. And if you see me doing that, just know the Holy Spirit's in the car and I'm having a moment with the Lord, right? I'll talk to God in a car. I will talk to God in uh, the shower. I will talk to God um, just, you know, driving through my day. I'll, I'll, just, I'll talk to God anytime. 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 His response is the same response he's had every day. I just talk to God. I talk to the, my God. I'll talk to the one who wants to help me. And his response is not what? His response isn't fear. And there's such a spirit of fear in our earth. There's such a spirit of fear upon people. And can I just say, fearful people find fearful people, and they just kind of dwell in fear, right? Right? I mean, he he didn't he didn't go, man. I'm about to die to a bunch of lions. He, he his response wasn't stress. Can I tell you from personal experience? I'm I'm telling you, I, I'm learning how to try to deal with stress better through the Holy Spirit, because I know that my blood pressure can just spike in a second. Right? You hear the wrong report, you get. You get somebody, you find out somebody did something they shouldn't have done. You, you know, you hear somebody's talking junk about you. You hear a bad report in the news and your blood pressure can just rise. And, and can I tell you that that stress is just killing you from the inside out? It's just killing you. Understand that, that, look, there's a lot of things that you can't control. But the one thing I can control is where I put my trust. I can put my trust in the Lord. I can put my hope in the Lord. He didn't respond in worry. He responded in what? He responded in prayer. Okay? So I want to show you four things about Daniel's response. First thing is this. He prayed three times a day. So what is Daniel showing us? He's saying this. To be successful in life, to be successful in business, to be successful in your family, to have a successful future, and and when I wrote that word future, the Lord just said, I, I, "Lord said, tell them to stop living for today. Stop living for just today. See a bigger perspective." And if, and if you can't see a bigger perspective right now, I promise you, if you ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, give me your perspective about my family, my future, why I'm alive, I promise you, he will speak to you and he will show you a bigger perspective. But Daniel shows us to be successful in life, to business, family, future, your kids, what, you're gonna have to connect with God and allow him to correct your thinking. Amen? He's just showing us this. He does this three times a day. He's made this a part of his life to talk to God. Point number two is this, giving thanks to God. Remember verse four in Philippians, rejoice always. I tell you again, rejoice. Okay, listen, let me say this. God's grace, God's grace. I want grace. I want God. And grace, what what does that grace mean? It means favor blessing, increase. I want God's favor, blessing, increase on my life. And it moves when you are in two ways, grateful and humble. When you are grateful and humble, God's grace will move towards you. I'll show it to you, James chapter four, verse six. But God gives more and more grace. What? Favor, blessing, increase. He gives more favor, blessing, increase through the power of what? The Holy Spirit. Therefore I say, God opposes, stands against the proud and the haughty. Those who say what? I don't need God's help. Daniel is showing us on a daily basis. He's going, God, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. I need your creativity. I need your thoughts. I need your perspective. Daniel's saying every day, God, I can't do this on my own. God, I won't do this on my own. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. So what does the Bible say? Grace abounds to Daniel. Why? Because he's going, God, I need your help. See, when we choose, when we choose not to pray, when we choose not to talk to God, we're just telling God, I don't need your help. I got this. I'm in control. I'll figure it out. I'll make a way. You know what God goes? He goes, Fine. Fine. Have fun. Tell me how that works out for you. Right? He goes, you can do it on your own. That's fine. But it it says this. God opposes the proud and the haughty. But then it says, consistently gives the gift of what? Grace. The gift of grace to those who are humble and turn away. Daniel is turning away from self-righteousness. He's going, God, I need your help. Please help me. I need you to lead me. Point number three is this. First thing. First thing. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and nailed down his usual upside room, upstairs room. Meaning what? It was his first response. Do you know that your first response tells you a lot about what your faith is in? Right? Your, your first response. Okay so my first response is my first response to grab quick relief. Right? What's my first response? What what do I what do I run to? Because I think I think the Lord is saying to us, why don't you come to me sooner? did you ever get in trouble growing up? I, I know I did. I mean, I got into lots of trouble. And I remember, I remember a couple times where I really, really got into trouble. And I'll never forget what my, what my family said to me. They said, Jeff, why didn't you come to us sooner? We would have helped you. We would have walked with you through this. We would have taken you through this. We weren't gonna be angry at you. Why didn't you come to us sooner? And I think this is God's response. I think God's going, hey, I really love you. I really care about you. Why don't you bring this to me sooner instead of later when it's a horrible, horrible mess and it's just, you know, a a dumpster fire of your life and you're like, God, what am I going to do? And God's going, why did not you bring this to me sooner? See, Daniel's response was, it was his first response. First thing, I'm going to go talk to my father. I know my Father. He's a good Father. He takes really good care of me. He has blessed me, even in a land that I shouldn't be blessed in. He has given me favor where I shouldn't receive favor. My God has been so good, and He's so faithful, and He is a kind God, and I'm going to go talk to my Father about this. Oh, I should have got an amen there. Come on. His first response. His first response, Daniel's first response reveals what? What he trusts in. He trusts in the Lord. Amen. Worship team, you guys come up. Point number four is this the God of help. Look at your neighbor and say, the God of help. Okay? Say, the God of help. All right? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest. What is that talking about? It's talking about Jesus. Okay, Jesus is our high priest. For we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and our temptations. That's a good word right there. Jesus understands your weakness. Jesus sympathizes with your failures. Jesus sympathizes with what? Your temptations. Says this, for one who has what? He's been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human. I love that I serve a God that knows what it's like to be tempted. Tempted to have the wrong attitude. Tempted to, you know, say the wrong things. Tempted to do the wrong things. He knows what it's like. It says, in every respect, as we are, yet without committing any sin. Why? Because he's Jesus, he was perfect. Verse 16, therefore, let us with privilege. What is the privilege? See, in the Old Testament, you couldn't come to the throne of God, okay? Like there was a separation, there was this where only priests could go into the holies of holies. So there's this privilege now, and and listen, I, I think we are so just, we just make God common, right? We just come into worship, we come into church, and the presence is here, and God is here, and we just walk into his love, and we walk into his grace, and we don't even realize what a privilege it is to be able to come to him at any moment, in any time, to receive his love. With privilege, it says, Approach the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear. Why does it say confidence? Because you know I'm forgiven. See, when you were growing up, if you felt like your parents were angry at, angry with you, you would have never asked them for anything. Right? You would have walked the other direction. I, I'm gonna stay out of their path. They're frustrated, they're angry at me. It translates the same way with God. If you think that God is frustrated and angry at you, you will stay away from Him. And it's such a ploy and it's such a great lie of the enemy to get you to not spend time with Jesus, to get you to not pray. If you believe He's angry with you, you will not pray. You're like, I don't want to talk to my Father. He's mad at me. The reality is, He's not. You're forgiven. So you come to Him with confidence and without fear because you know that he loves you so that you may receive what? Mercy for our failures and find amazing grace to help in the time of need the appropriate blessing coming at the right time. What am I saying? God wants to help you. God wants to help you. God loves helping you. God enjoys helping you. God enjoys carrying the load, carrying the weight, carrying the pressure, carrying the stress. God enjoys helping you. God enjoys helping you. Listen, you gotta you gotta let that sink in because if you don't believe that, you won't pray. Did you hear that? If you don't believe that God loves you and he wants to help you, why would you pray? You only talk to people you think that will help you. So if you don't believe that God is for you, if you don't believe that God has your back, you don't believe that God wants to be there and wants to help you, why would you ever talk to him? I wouldn't. But the reason I talked to him, the reason Daniel talked to him is because God loves to help his people. He loves it. I'll show it to you. Daniel 6, 16 through 17. So at last, the king gave the order to Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. And can I just use that verse for a moment to say that God is not a magic genie? You will talk to him about some stuff, but you will still go through some stuff sometimes. Why? Because Jesus said, it's gonna rain on the just and the unjust. You're gonna have moments where you're gonna go, God, where are you? This is a perfect moment that Daniel could have said, God, where are you? What is happening? I've done all the right things, and yet I'm being thrown into the den of lions. And the king said to him, may your God, whom you serve faithfully, rescue. Why does the king say this? Because he knows, There is no earthly chance that Daniel's alive the next morning. The only way is divine help. Divine help. And sometimes we face moments in our life, some of you are in moments right now in your life where you're like, I need divine help. I need divine help for my marriage. I need divine help for our our house is going to be foreclosed on. I, I need divine help. With my job and my career, I need divine help. Because if I don't have divine help, God's help, it is all going to fall apart. Verse 17. A stone was brought in place over the mouth of the of the den. The king sealed the stone his royal, with his royal seal, then the seal of his nobles, so that no one, no one could rescue Daniel. Talk about a hopeless situation. And I know that a lot of us feel like it's just dark when it's hopeless. How... The enemy is so good, man, when when life feels hopeless, he just loves to tell you that there's no way out. There's no solution, there's no plan, there's no fixing this. He's so good at just telling us, God's forgotten about you, he's left you, he's forsaken you, I told you he wasn't real, I told you you couldn't trust him, I I told you, I told you, I told you. Verse 19, very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he got there, he cried out, Daniel, servant of the living God. He's talking about Daniel's God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who what? Heals and restores, the God who renews, the God who sets people free, the God who, who came and gave his life so that you could be freed in him. That God, he's talking about that God. He said, did that God, Daniel, did that God show up for you? Did he show up for you? He says, was your God, whom you serve faithful, able to rescue you? (laughs) Daniel's response is, Long live the King. Long live the King. Guess what? My God helps. My God helps. My God was with me in this lion's den. My God was with me in the darkness. My God was with me when there was no hope. My God helped me. I cried out to him. I humbled myself before him. I prayed. I trusted. I lived in faith. And guess what? My God, at the right time, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be your timing. Okay, you need to hear this and understand this because you will get frustrated sometimes. It is not your time, but it is God's time. But at the right time, I promise you, if you will walk in faith, and here's the deal. Why don't you stand up with me, okay? Here's the deal. It's all about your response. How do you respond? Look, can I just say this? I'm going to just talk from my heart. I know that this series, this essential series that we're in right now, man, like it feels sometimes like God is digging into you. Sometimes it feels like, like God is like, like he is just, just on you. And I promise you, I promise, I promise it's not because he's frustrated or angry or disappointed with you. It's because he's going, I want to do more for you. I have more for you. I love you. I want you to see me as the God of the impossible. I want you to look at moments that you go, it won't work without God's help, but then God shows up and helps. And you go, guess what? My God is alive. My God is real. My God fights for me. My God stands with me. My God takes me to the other side. And those are the moments in your life that you can go, that was for me. I saw God do it for me your response how will you respond will you respond in faith come on I want you just just tell God how grateful you are for him right now come on just put some gratefulness on your lips put some thankfulness on your lips God we thank you come on thank him for being faithful in moments you weren't faithful Come on, thank Him for just being good in moments you didn't deserve goodness. Thank Him for His grace that abounds to you. Thank Him for breath in your lungs, life in your body. Hallelujah, we thank you, God. We rejoice that you are good, you are faithful, you're merciful. Your grace abounds day after day. God, we love you. We love you, we love you said, I want to encourage you today. Start talking to God. Start talking to Him. Talk to Him in the car. Talk to Him in your bedroom. Talk to Him. Listen, if you can, find find a little a little time in your day. A little moment. Maybe it's before your day starts. I I, I don't care when you talk to God. I don't care if it's at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, the middle of the day. You know, sometimes I've known people who like make a little closet and they're like, this is my like prayer closet. It's really like their stress and relief closet, you know? Find moments, find opportunities to talk to God. Amen? Let me pray for you. Lord, I bless your people. Lord, I release grace to them. Father, I ask, Lord, as they start talking, as they start praying, as they start just trusting you, running to you first. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that your grace, your favor, your blessing, your increase would abound to your people. Lord, that they would tangibly be able to go, man, I've been praying and I see God answering. I've been putting my request out and I see God answering. I've been trusting the Lord and I see God answering. God, I pray, God, that their faith would be built as they trust you. Lord, I bless them. I bless their homes. I bless their kids. I bless their life. I bless their jobs. I bless their entire family. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus today.